Hello everyone you've tuned into the Simple Finance Lessons podcast the show that brings you a few minutes of interesting and simple everyday stories and lessons from the world of money and finance In this program I will present to you what I hope will be some interesting and practical discussions on finance related topics And I am your host Faisal Hasnain and hopefully you will find these short episodes both instructional and enjoyable Now today's episode is about investing your personal savings. Now at the outset let me say that I am not a financial advisor and so what I will say is based on my own personal experiences and does not amount to investment advice. You must consider your own personal circumstances, do your own homework and due diligence and consult your own advisors. Always do your own due diligence no matter what the matter is okay so with that out of the way let's get back to how should one invest one's savings well for a start you need to have savings or you must plan to have savings and one way to do this is to make a concerted effort to have regular savings each month and this is something that you should not do informally but do it as a task that you have set yourself i've heard people say that it's difficult to save so i save what i can when i can and they actually end up saving nothing or even overspending so it has to be a disciplined approach ideally speaking you should have a target savings amount each month and must try and achieve that target even if it means delaying spending on certain non essential items such as the new iphone 13 for example which we will talk about as well obviously i'm not in a position to advise you on your own personal expenses and how to manage those but let's say that you have regular monthly income of 100 and regular and necessary monthly expenses of $70 that leaves you with a potential savings of $30 each month so you should set yourself a $30 monthly savings target and try and stick to that religiously now the next question is what do you do with that $30 well for example one of the ways that you could approach this is as follows firstly 30% of your savings which in our example will be $9 should be placed every month in a monthly or quarterly bank deposit account earning you a small amount of interest which these days actually is quite low but the point is that this is your readily available cash in case of an emergency the idea is to slowly build this up to a point where you have roughly 6 months of expenses on deposit and which can be easily accessed if required so in our case you would place 9 dollars on deposit each month until you reach your target of 6 months expenses which will take you about 4 years so it's a long term objective 
In the meanwhile, as this is a short-term cash product, this cash is always available and can be used in case of an emergency, but only in an emergency. And over time, you should spread your deposits between different time frames, such as one month, three months, six months, etc., so that eventually you have a deposit maturing almost every month, which is then automatically rolled over by the bank. Secondly, the next 30%, which is again $9, could be invested in longer term investments, say a mix of one to five year investments, such as in highly rated AA or AAA rated corporate bonds, which have a fixed maturity and which pay regular coupon interest. And that coupon interest should go towards building up your cash deposits that we spoke about earlier. These investments are more risky than bank deposits, but if you invest in highly rated blue chip names, then you should be relatively safe. These investments will give you a reasonably good rate of return and will eventually become your nest egg for the future. While I am suggesting 30%, this should be a monthly amount that you are confident that you will not need to call upon and can be invested for the next few years. However, any investment that you do should also be readily encashable in case of need. But here, you may suffer an early encashment penalty or may suffer some loss of capital if encashed before maturity. You could make these investments through your bank and in order to diversify, this should be a different bank from the one where you place your deposits. Thirdly, the next 30%, which is again $9, should be placed in slightly higher risk investments from which you should try and earn a return that is above the usual market return. For example, an investment in UK or US stocks and shares which have regularly outperformed the money markets. For this, you should open an international brokerage account with a reputable international broker and see what investments are available. And for a start, I would look at some reputable exchange traded funds called ETFs, which are a collection of different stocks and shares that are bundled together into one investment. So to start with, I would suggest that you should invest in some solid ETFs covering the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Index. Please note that you will not be trading, but you are buying to hold for the long term as you are buying for growth and capital appreciation and for dividend income. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there that will give you a very good idea on which ETFs to look for. In the short term, the value of the ETFs may go up or may go down, but in the long term, they tend to reflect the general growth in the economy and so should appreciate over the long term. In time, once you have had some experience with ETFs and how the stock market works, you may then want to consider direct investment in shares of, say, companies like Apple and Microsoft, but that is way down the line. 
Finally, the balance of 10%, which in our case is $3, should be kept aside for things that are not strictly necessary, but that you may want to buy to satisfy your cravings, such as your iPhone 13 that we spoke about earlier, or the latest 85-inch widescreen 3D surround sound TV set, or perhaps a dream holiday. And yes, look, of course, everyone needs a treat now and then, but please don't touch your investment accounts to satisfy your cravings. Decide what you will invest and stick to it. And once decided, keep adding to them each month. You know, we all devote so much time in our jobs and other commitments that we ignore our own personal finances. And in this regard, I am as guilty as the next person. But remember that each day that you ignore your finances and your funds remain uninvested, you are losing money as well as opportunity. Now, having invested, you must also take time out every two or three weeks or at least monthly to just go over your finances and your investments and make sure that everything is on track and you know exactly what's going on. To do this properly, you need a couple of quiet hours. So go into the office on a weekend or go to your nearest Starbucks and review your papers without interruption. Remember, this is your hard-earned money, so you should look after it and make it grow. As a separate thought, consider having joint accounts with your spouse or children so that your family has access to the assets in case, God forbid, something ever happens to you. Now, a few simple things that you should bear in mind. Firstly, my personal view is that you must not enter into investments where you are committed and forced to make regular monthly payments for the next, say, three or five or 10 years. As regular monthly commitments can become a problem. Instead, you must be free to make your investments as and when you want. And you can. Secondly, it's equally important to understand how you are able to withdraw your funds when you need them and at what cost. But that will be the subject of a separate podcast. It's very important that you understand how you can take back your money. Thirdly, keep things simple and make sure that you study and understand exactly what you are investing in and never ever let anyone pressure you into making a decision. Never ever make financial decisions under pressure. If someone is pressurizing you, then it's because they want you to sign up without doing a proper analysis and which can prove to be a disaster. And if they tell you that you are missing out on a huge discount or some great deal, unless you sign today, then tell them to get lost. Remember, there are plenty of investments out there and new ones are coming out each day. So there is no need to rush into a financial commitment that you may later regret. Okay, I hope that this has provided some food for thought and given you a small flavor of what you can do with your savings. 
I am overly simplifying matters and what I have presented is only an example of a very simple personal financial plan. The main point that I'm trying to make is that you must have a plan that suits you, however small or large it is, which you should regularly review and make changes to as your personal circumstances change. Okay? So that's all for today, folks. Thank you for listening and I hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, then please subscribe to get access to previous episodes and to receive future episodes automatically. And if you can share this podcast with a friend, that would be fantastic. You can also let me have your comments or suggestions at simplefinancelessons at gmail.com. As always, take care and have a wonderful day. This is Faisal signing out.